0: an eccentric billionaire with nothing but a bunch of extra time to spare He's got his favorite subject and he's happy to share everything he
1: knows about Greece He'll go to every single ritzy secret event and mingle with his buddies in the 1% But they find his passion in embarrassment and repeatedly ask him to cease but never one to back down, ever a pro. He claims there's nothing else that's even worth it to know. So he grabbed his butler, Eric, and he started a show to see if anything will catch his eye. Now every fresh contestant must babble and boast on the subject of their choosing that they treasure the most. Put your hands together and welcome your host. It's Adol Maximilian, Josephus Vin Diesel, Refi.
2: It's Tell Me About It. Welcome to Tell Me About It, a game show about proving the things you love are actually interesting and fun to me. I, of course, am Adol Rafai, local eccentric multi-billionaire, and I am still looking, fishing even, for someone to show me something that is better and more interesting than the movie Grease, and sweetie, no, we haven't found it. (laughs) Though I'm not doing this by myself, yeah, I hooked myself a good-sized podcast butler. I was in that secret spot. I got upstate, uh, wink, wink, nudge, nudge. I used the burrito bait, yep, yep, yep. Got him mounted on my wall in the cigar room, and if you walk by him, there is a motion sensor where
1: he'll sing, take me to the river, it's Eric Silver. God, I wish I for I should have known this was gonna go Billy Bass. I'm just like "Take Me Home Tonight" by Eddie Money. Is that good mm-hmm. enough? But am I, yes. I'm still flopping from side to side. Take Me Home Tonight. Uh,
2: ba-da, ba-da, ba-da. Beautiful.
1: Go. I
2: am a fish. Beautiful. And Eric, I want to thank you so much for having the forethought to install a river through my mansion. A river runs through it <laughs> legally, literally. <laughs> yeah. And um. I'm happy to wade into the waters, not in a spiritual sense, but in a, I'm up to my
1: waist in water. That was different. That was in the majority of your house. The bottom half was flooded. That was a different mm. thing. But we did get the river installed. Just what you wanted. Oh. Uh, oh, good. In the middle of the night, you go walking in your dreams in the yes. river of- Yes, to the valley so deep that's correct well at least until i have a heart attack act, 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 act. yeah this is the earliest we have referenced billy joel in this episode i'm really proud of us we're, we're doing better as the episodes we'll get it, go on
2: yeah we'll get it down quicker we'll within five seconds is the goal <laughs> i'll
1: just bu- I'll, I'll just bust in and say i'm an angry young man and then we can start
2: Well, uh, we can't expect Billy Joel to drive through my house at any moment, though. That's always the case when you're living amongst millionaires and billionaires. Billy Joel, can drive into your house at any moment? Hey,
1: it's still rock and roll to me. (laughs) Oh, this is my house. I got to go back. That's
2: Billy. (laughs) See you
1: later. Have a good recording.
2: Eric, how are you doing? What's going on with you? And mo- most importantly,
1: who do we have on the show today? I'm really, I'm having an okay time because you woke me up at three in the morning before the sun come before the comes sun comes up because you said it quote that's when the going gets good. I'm not mm-hmm. sure what that means, but I'm sure that our guest can tell us. It's co creator of the Black Tapes, creator of the Big Loop, and writer of You Suck, Sir. It's
0: Paul Bay. Hey, look Ooh, at you la two. La. Look at oh. you two. It's been years. Adol, it's been years since I last Truly. saw you. And if, I, if memory serves me correctly, you were not a billionaire at that time. So I'm not sure what to call you now. Is it Adol or is it Mr. Rafi?
2: Well, I mean, Dr. Rafi is okay. Um, any Anything along those lines. Any sort of, you know, Mr. Rafai, Ph.D., Whatever you feel comfortable with, because I feel like, you know, you have a lot going on. You have a lot of amazing projects. Um, you're the creator of uh, It Had To Be A Big Loop. Uh, <laughs> oh, sorry, I just had to work in some more Billy Joel there. Um, you Sucks Are is a phenomenal book. You've, you've done TV. You've, you've done so much, Paul. You can just call me Addle. honestly. I okay. respect you enough. You can call me Addle and I don't, I don't uh, reward enough people with that
0: option. Thank you. Then I, f- I feel closer to you now because uh, I was a little afraid of what you know. The, the billionaires, millionaires, okay, billion. It sound It was a quite. It was quite the leap when Eric told yes. me that you know Adel's now a billionaire. You so watch your step, buddy.
1: I told you to watch your step because there's a river in the house. That
0: was mostly about that. That's
1: right. <laughs> Paul, I know you're in a canoe in the river in the middle of my house. What's going on with
2: this
0: canoe? It's it's uh, it's. It, I'm just testing the new Kevlar canoe. Uh, they, they are made of Kevlar now. Uh, bulletproof. Uh, in case <laughs> someone wants to take a shot at my lower half of my body. uh, In case the fish fight back. Yeah, it's that one thing. Like, you know how people, when people are shooting up warehouses, as gangsters are known to do, uh, it'll happen to you one day because you're a billionaire. But they'll often shoot and people just duck and think, I'm safe now. And they will always miss. In a canoe, outdoors people know this. So they automatically go for the canoe first, leaving the head intact. Uh, That's why the Kevlar canoe. That is so, Eric, bye. $5
2: $5 billion worth of uh, Kevlar canoe stock? Sure. I'm,
0: look- I'm looking at the stock market right now,
1: and Kevlar canoe, which is CO, is going all the way to the top, baby. Diamond hands to the moon. Beautiful. I got to be honest, when you- when at first
2: you said you can't duck in a canoe, I thought this was some sort of waterfowl joke, but no, no, no. You gave me an investment opportunity, and I appreciate that, Paul. Paul, what are you here to talk about today?
0: Today, I'm here to talk about something you probably know a lot about, because uh, billionaires love doing this type of thing. It's- it's a, it's a leisure activity, but okay. uh, it's a subset of a leisure activity. Cocaine? Uh, you could do cocaine when you're also <laughs> ducking bullets, uh, which, which actually, that's why the Kevlar canoe, I didn't want to say it publicly, but I guess it's out sure. in the open now. People do traffic cocaine in these Kevlar canoes. That's what it's initially oh. meant for, so I'm sorry. And we stuff ducks with them, too. Duck, cocaine ducks, we call them. Uh, they go around decoys decoys a quack quack is a the sound they make when you start them this is
1: like only, <laughs> only fans is definitely only just for social media it's just for me communicating with my fans nothing else exactly Kevlar canoes exactly. totally different
0: everything's legal it's fine Eric the times have passed canoes in the night and we just sort of wink at each other and go quack 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 <laughs> I got you buddy and you know and we know, and, you know you wipe the cocaine off each other's nose as a little Aww. friendly gesture it's really sweet and uh, yeah so t- I'm talking about a subset of that leisure activity that you're talking about, I want to talk about fly fishing.
2: Mm. Wow, fly fishing. Now, this is something a lot of my billionaire friends do, but I myself, I've only seen it in the movies and some TV shows, and I'm not really sure what it all entails. So, Paul, I'm very excited to hear about this. Eric, why don't you uh, hop in this canoe with me, and we'll get uh, Paul, um, we'll get all settled here in the canoe, grab some paddles, I guess. And uh, Eric, why don't you row us
1: on over to round one? Absolutely. First, I've been dying to say, uh, I thought the most dangerous game was hunting man. It's apparently giving guns to fish. (laughs) That's the most dangerous
2: game. Eric, you silly fool. The most dangerous game is Jumanji. And of course, I have the only copy copy locked in my basement, uh, but the basement did flood. So uh, we'll worry about that later. Hopefully it didn't uh, float downstream to that orphanage. I think, I think we're fine. I think it's
1: fine. Those those we're orphans good. need piranhas to toughen them up, I think. Good, good. And good. cocaine. And cocaine. Okay. So, Paul, it sounds like you know Annie's little secret quack quack. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> quack quack back at you. <laughs> All right. Stroke, stroke, stroke. We are at round one. Paul, just tell me about it. Paul... I have 10 foundational points about fly fishing that I've organized here from wikipedia.com. I would love if you could give uh, Mr. FI, DDS, and I an overview of your topic in five minutes. You get points for touching on each bullet point that I have here, especially if you make fly fishing sound interesting and cool. Let's
0: start the clock because this might go a little quickly. Because uh, fly fishing stuff is not on Wikipedia; it's on Quackapedia, as we've already uh, discussed <laughs> in, in, in the cocaine fishing world. <laughs>
1: That's when you read Wikipedia really fast, but three in the morning. And you think exactly. So big. I'm going to
0: slow this down for our listeners. It's going to be a great movie. Every single thing on Quackapedia is going to be an yeah, incredible yeah. movie. You just you can see, you can see. Every single thing I say is the truth. I'm not going to stretch the truth at all <laughs> at Quackapedia.com. Um, so fly fishing is as a, when you think of fly fishing, you think, well, it's fishing. I know that. What's the fly part there is no flying involved in fly fishing in fact it's quite uh, grounded in Ooh. fact it's the earliest not the earliest form of fishing but the earliest form of artistic fishing so people fished throughout you know for centuries for survival to bring food home to the family fly fishing became a way to catch a specific type of fish initially trout trout do not well, they eat worms. They'll eat, when they're big enough, they'll eat anything. But smaller fish, especially in rivers in England, they love insects. They love eating flies, midges, stoneflies, dragonflies, mayflies. I could go on and on, uh, but this is not a show about entomology. Yet. Yet. So this whole thing stems on the fact that humans, at some point in the 15th century figured out, or maybe 14th century, I'm not that good at numbers when it comes to this kind of thing, because of the cocaine. But when you're out there fishing, <laughs> And you're looking for these fish. You you notice what they're eating, you're like, huh, I don't have anything. It's not like I can catch a mayfly and put out the end of my hook. That'd be quite cruel. You probably could do it, but no one wants to do that. And you're shaking from cocaine anyways. So what they ended up doing was tying flies. They use hairs. they use rabbit fur. They use a whole bunch of products to artistically tie it around the hook of the fly and make it look like an insect. Different colors, different sizes. And then they cast it out and they found out that was the most effective way to catch trout in rivers and lakes in England. And the first book, we know that because the first person who ever wrote about that, about fly fishing, was a nun in England. And that we still have Ooh. that writing today. And it's a, it was a whole how-to uh, on how to fly fish these rivers in Scotland, uh, all over England. So modern day fly fishing, it's a whole new game. We got different size reels. We got different weighted flies. There's two different types of uh, lines. It's all about the lines. So like, Keeping with the cocaine theme. All about the lines. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> quack, there quack. Sin- <laughs> quack, quack. There are sinking lines. You're really taking the
1: interesting and fun portion very, <laughs> very seriously, and I appreciate it. Honestly, that.
2: ever since he mentioned this is like cocaine, I have been riveted. <laughs> not not since I took cocaine and watched all of Citizen Kane in five minutes have I ever had such a great time.
0: <laughs> well, the sinking lines are for lakes. You cast out in a lake. You're in a boat quiet waters, and the lines start to sink at different speeds. That's all science. Um, that's not my preferred way of fishing, because it's really slow. Uh, it's It gets a little boring. I prefer, personally, walking along rivers. Uh, because I like to imagine that I look like Robert Redford from uh, River Runs Through It, or River Runs Through Adol's basement. Thank um, you. <laughs> when I'm with, with a rod in my hand, I've got my uh, gear on, my waders. You're casting out what's usually called A floating line the line floats at the top of the water and just the tip sinks like the actual fishing line Mm. and you have different weighted flies at the end of that and sometimes it'll float like on a mayfly usually though it'll sink a little bit and you hope to get it right in front of the fish and nail a hit uh, then you have sink tips, uh, which are a different story. I don't want to get into that because that's for for uh, Neanderthals. Uh, you have different weights of rods. <laughs> if you're going for salmon in the rivers, as we do in British Columbia here, you might want a seven-weight rod or an eight-weight rod, something with a bit more strength, so the the fish won't take it right out of your hand. If you're going to a smaller river where there's tiny trout, and mm-hmm. you're like, I'm not good enough to get bigger fish, but I'm, I'm willing to pick on these smaller fish, you get what's called an op-weight rod, which barely weighs anything. And it's like... You, you cast it out and you fight these tiny little fish. I, I don't do that because I consider myself a man. Um, right, you just so go, have, to set, you go to like a Tim Hortons and just exactly. fight who's in the parking lot instead. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. That's, that's, that's the equivalent of that. Um, so yeah, that's fly fishing in a nutshell. They call it the quiet sport because when you're out there by yourself with your fly rod and a little violet cocaine, you hear nothing out there except the quack quack of your, well, other traffickers, yeah. or, uh, drug traffickers or just other animals in nature. Um, as opposed to spin reels, spinning is a lot of noise. It's a lot of gear. It's a tackle nice. box. It's the kind of fishing my dad taught me. Yeah, it's uh, a lot of. Zzzz. Yeah, yeah, exactly. We're It sounds like somebody
2: going to sleep real fast, possibly on cocaine. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. When they're coming down. Right, as
0: we call yes. it. Right. So what,
1: what's like the so what's the whipping part again? I whi- I don't think we know anything about fly fishing here. What's like the, is the whipping? That's the biggest difference. Or there's yeah. you're constantly going in and out and in and out with that.
0: So you know, in a spin reel, uh, when you when, when you're taught to fish a spin, you know, there's a weight at the end of your. At the hook yeah. the bait and the lure itself or the flash or whatever it's weighted so you just cast it out and it spins that's what carries it out there mm. on in fly fishing these flies are so they don't weigh anything at all so nothing's going to pull out so the, the line itself is actually weighted oh so the that's line why you has do the whole thing Yes. The whipping back and forth is not to... Some people think you're actually trying to get the truck to jump out of the water. That's not true. <laughs> okay. Right, they're not Uncle Kane. We are. So they're not going to jump out of their habitat. Uh, we're, fly, we're pushing it back and forth to weight, uh, add weight to the rod, add power to it, and then whip out that line, right? It's like, it's like loading the rod and whipping mm. out that line as far as you can. Hell yeah. And that's
2: time. Beautiful. Wonderful job, Paul. Uh, Eric, why don't you go through and let us know how many
1: points... Paul got in round one. Paul, here's the thing. Sometimes when I go in and I do research for this show, I'm like, oh, let's see what's on Wikipedia. Some things, some subjects pop out to me. as like this person who made this article... sure does know a lot about this particular thing and it really comes along with being a Wikipedia editor there was so much about fly fishing here and I had so much here and you ended up hitting the majority of this stuff the stuff that that you didn't hit were like the most ridiculous specific things I had one quote from a 17th century author named Isaac Walton I-Z-A-A-K so he sounds like a 90s pop star he was
0: actually a rapper back then an early
1: rapper (laughs) in in the the 17th century that's right yeah I know him And, and his mixtape uh uh, which is what he also called fly fishing, the contemplative man's recreation. But you did say a quote pretty close to that, which was great. Um, the only other stuff was like history stuff about it coming from the second century in, uh, in Rome. But there's also some traditional Japanese methods. But you got nine out of ten, man. It was incredible. Oh, hey. hey, and I, I do have to say, speaking
2: from uh, it's a bit of a uh, bit of a knowledgeable spot for me. Some of the earliest rappers lived in, you know, the 1100s and they had thatched roofs, which is why they constantly caught on fire, which is where we get the term, the roof, the roof, the roof is on fire. <laughs> I did not know that. Yeah, so you learn a little something from me as well. Paul, this was an absolute treat to hear about. A few things I want to touch upon in order to allow you to get some bonus points, if you so choose. Uh, you talked about artistic fishing, which makes me think of some of the greatest. Vincent Van Gogh, Jackson
0: Haddock. Um, can you think of any other artistic fishing greats oh there's there's uh, Well, I, I ran into i had the fortune the good fortune to yes. run into my friend uh rainbow cod uh and and he, he was telling me he he paints now and he's yes. inspired by <gasps> the, the the most important painter in the fishing community uh jackson pollock oh. uh, but he spells it different he spells it like the fish uh, yes, of not, course. not that other not that other guy who does those weird line paint splashy stuff this yes. guy paints basically uh the, the singing fish that you guys did at the top. Yeah. Billy he paints bass. Murals of, yeah, the Billy bass. He, he paints murals of Billy bass uh, all over the nation. <laughs> he, uh, that's his specialty. He, he puts a Billy bass in paint and then turns yeah. it on on a canvas. And then, yeah. it, just, and
1: then it just sings. And yeah, and, and,
0: and, the, and the trick is he doesn't, you know, it doesn't stop. It's while it's singing. He paints it. Oh, sure. You would never know. You're looking at it. It looks like a still, but it's not. If you actually, I saw a documentary on him painting and the, the bass <laughs> is actually moving and singing. It's quite remarkable, unless <laughs> lesser painter would make it sit, sit still because who's going to know? Right. Yes, of course.
1: Um, I thought about, um, you know, it's really important to get away, especially if, you know, there's a fatwa out for you because Salman Rushdie is out there. Yes. Uh, yes. yes. <laughs> he's out there just fishing, just fly fishing, trying to get away from his problems.
2: Always. Always. That man is always on the run. Uh, <laughs> that poor fish. That poor fish. Um, for, for So let's give uh, Paul 50 bonus points for that. Absolutely. and then. For another, we'll say, 25 bonus points, uh, this is actually on Eric's shoulders. Eric, um, Paul mentioned an Ot-Weight Rod. Mm-hmm. If you can somehow work an Ot-Weight Rod to the tune of Uptown Girl, Paul will get another 25 points.
1: Okay. Whoa, ot-weight rod. You did it. It doesn't weigh anything <laughs> in my hands. I'm going to impress this girl with this really light rod, because <laughs> I can't really hold any other rods. Ah,
2: I punch a fish. <laughs> 25 points for working in ot-weight rod to the tune of Uptown
1: Girl. But negative 20
2: points for continuing the song, Eric. Oh, no. I'm so did, sorry. Sorry, I'm I did too so much. i sorry. I did
1: too much, that's on me. I, I I thought you were giving me an opportunity, but it was a trap because you're a cruel master. Yes, yes. And for
2: one more chance at bonus points, we'll say 15 bonus points. Paul, how the heck do you keep from
0: hooking your own head every time you whip <laughs> that rod around? Oh, that's, that's what I have friends there for. It hooks their head. <laughs> Smart. You know, like that's why you have a manservant. Right? Oh, Think about it. They yes. take the pain. I experience the fishing and the pleasure and the art. They're there to supplement my joy because yeah. when, when you're fishing and like you hear ow, I think, oh, that could have been me. Thank you for serving me. (laughs) There, but for the grace of God.
2: I love that. Uh, 15 points to Paul. That is good to know. Eric, um, you might want to buy a helmet. Why don't you let Paul know how many points he has at the end of round one?
1: Absolutely. Well, you got a 9 out of 10 plus all the bonus points. Paul, you're already up to 79
0: points. Uh, uh, That's what I'm used to, to be honest. I'm not surprised Uh, (laughs) whenever I come on these podcast game shows. Uh, I'm always kicking ass. Uh, they, they people call me, uh, uh, kicking ass. Incredible. In I've, he acts like he's been there before. Consummate yeah. professional. Yeah. Uh, k- k- kicking an ass, taking names. Uh, I already forgot your names. Cause it's already, I've taken them. I've <laughs> taken them right now. They're not even on the screen anymore. Eric, we gotta get them back. What the fuck? Why'd you allow that to happen?
2: No. Uh, Mr. Uh, kicking Ass and catching Bass. Let's uh, <laughs> let's get you uh, let's get you some champagne or something. And why don't we while you sip on that? Uh, let's put a frozen raspberry in that because I think that's what I'm supposed Ooh, to do. Thank you. Let's. Mm-hmm. Oh, he ate the whole glass. Interesting. Let's go
1: ahead and um, take ourselves over to round two. The reversal of power happening on this episode is really unconscionable. I have two masters now. One's Paul and one one is Mr. Refai. Uh, Let's go to round two. The perfect thing. Paul, what is the perfect encapsulation of fly fishing? If someone asked you,
0: well, what's an example for why you love fly fishing so much? What would you say? This is easy, uh, and I've already referenced it. Have you seen the movie "A River Runs Through It" with Robert Redford? Now picture that, but instead of Robert Redford, it's me, <laughs> and instead of him uh, being beleaguered by or pestered by his reverend father, mm-hmm. there is no reverend father. It's just me again, <laughs> just alone. You your brother, own father <laughs> yeah, in, yeah, in yeah. this scenario, yeah. and 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 remember, you're thinking of the movie. Yeah. If you remember his brother. Who who lives on and feels guilt about uh, uh, Brad Pitt's character? For, forget him. It's just me again. Yeah. I, I just, it's just the whole <sighs> movie is just me. Even Robert Redford's voice, it's my voice, it, not Robert Redford's. Is
1: it all you exactly the way that you are, or is it like a, uh, is it the Clumps situation where it's you dressed up in various outfits
0: or fat suits? Wh- which is it? No, it's just me. It's just me. Okay. When you say Paul Bay, you have that image in your head. That's yeah. me. Now put a rod in his hand and pretend somehow. Uh, that he looks like Brad Pitt. Okay. Because this is what I tell my wife to do every night, and it works for us. Right? <laughs> Eleven years into our marriage, it's magic. Uh, rot, That's what I'm here to say. Rod in the hand, picture of Brad Pitt. <laughs> yes. <laughs> this sounds like a terrible pickup move. <laughs> yeah, and it's it's the nine weight rod. None of this alt weights in my hand. Every, I'm not walking in sure. with an odd sure. weight. Everyone says the nine weight rod. Happy wife. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> right, how about on a pillow
1: in, in the mansion? That's it. It's guys, come on. Hey. Can we just talk as guys?
0: It's not the weight of the line, okay? It's yeah. how you whip it. Exactly. Right? Thank you. And I'm, I don't want to, you know, I'm not here to brag, but I have hooked uh, many friends' heads uh, by Ooh. accident while fishing. Many friends' heads have been hooked. That's all I'm saying. And they're you still friends
1: saying. with you. That's the power of they're you. Still That's how friends. good of a friend you are.
0: Yeah. In fact, I, 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 I clamped down, I cut off the barb so it's barbless, so it's easy to take oh. out. You hear the owl? There's no second yeah. owl because it just slides out. That's that's cuz that's the kind of person I am.
2: Wow. It's like the Bush household after George Sr. got a divorce, Barbless. Um
1: well, <laughs> sorry. Share. I Hold on. You you went so far back.
2: I shared some information I should not have shared. We we have a packed us rich folk. I should not have said that they Got a divorce? That is not known to the public. Eric, I trust that this will be edited
1: out. Yes, I'll edit out, and just in case, let's say the joke again. So, sorry, say it again to make sure it's taken out? Yeah, we'll, we'll put it here just to make sure that we're going to uh-huh. take it out again, for sure.
2: Okay, you're the expert. Just like the Bush household after George Sr. got a divorce,
0: barbless. <laughs> That joke reminds me of one time where I cast back so far. How far did you cast back? (laughs) I grabbed a barbless joke from the 90s and brought it forward.
2: (laughs) (laughs) Hey, I'm I'm, uh, I'm a man of a few years is what I'll say. And back then in the 90s is when oil was at its peak. So those were the better days, I'll say. Better days. Eric, why don't we say
1: uh, 200 points for round two? Absolutely. That brings Paul's. Your total is up to 279 points after just two rounds. That's got right? to be a record. You're moving. You're moving. You're moving and sh- moving and jumping and bumping up the high scores, just
2: like salmon upstream. And Paul, be careful because the grizzly bonus question bear might snatch you as you're making your way upward. Bonus question now. When you
0: catch your fish, do you prepare them at home in some sort of recipe? Home? No, I don't go home. I eat it by the lakeshore or the riverside. That's what I do. Smart. Whatever you're picturing me, yeah. in a river runs through it, looking yes. like Brad Pitt, okay, he so doesn't take it home. No. He doesn't take it home. No. He don't know. He smokes it on the river with, oh, with yeah. just a cigarette. With wow. just a cigarette, just ho- just hold it above the cigarette. There's, yes. no, there's no campfires for me. No. I just hold it above the I smoke it that way. I blow on it, exhale, and then yes. you, when it stops moving... I eat it and if my dogs are there you know i share it with them because i'm a good guy that, that all that of course that's very yeah. sweet of
2: you wow yeah just just like Gollum said i want to say <sighs> wriggling and raw or something yeah that a little that a little pervert yeah. um paul i can't stop picturing so i'm picturing you as paul newman holding a pole but the pole is you yeah fishing in a stream but or a river but you're the yeah. it's kind of liquid paul uh yeah it's it sort of pauls all the way down if that makes
0: sense it is Pauls with poles, yeah. right? That's that's what I call it, right? And it's like when I eat these fish, people are like, you know, it doesn't sound really cooked with you just smoking, exhaling cigarette onto yes. your fish. But you know, I'll, I always tell them, you know, it's it's like sushi for me. And I, I'm I'm a yes. I'm doing omakase for one, me. <laughs> Some might say, oh my kase, oh, my like kase. nacho, it, nacho cheese. It's mine. It's, it's oh, mine. my kase. Please, yeah, it's all my it's all my kase. Please, I smoked it myself with my cigarette. It's mine. Yeah. I don't need to go back to my kase casa to do my oh my kase. <laughs>
2: This joke went off the rails. Oh my yeah. omakase Say oh my Say <laughs> oh my Say every night. Oh, that is. I don't. Beautiful. I don't remember that Billy Joel song, Paul. But I.
0: I do know from your social media you are a bit of a chef. I am. So when I'm not by the side of a river or a body yes. of water, when I'm when I'm casa bound, uh, I do like to cook. Okay. What is your What is your favorite thing to cook, or what is a Paul specialty? A Paul specialty is kimchi chige, which is a Korean pork dish ooh, ooh. Uh, with kimchi tofu. Yes a little bit of pork to flavor the sauce, soy sauce, a little sesame, yum, 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 green yum. onions. Yes. Uh, and then if I have any leftover trout uh, or salmon, I will put it in there because it's delicious. My God, Paul, my God, my mouth is
2: watering. Uh, actually, maybe the canoe tipped a little bit and some of it splashed in my mouth, the river, but uh, otherwise it might be my mouth watering. Uh, Paul, <laughs> I assume you, you kimchi your own your
0: own kimchi? <laughs> no, I, I don't kimchi my own kimchi. Uh, <laughs> it's like, it's yeah. like casting my own, like own <laughs> Yeah. I've I've never cheated my own Kim. Uh, <laughs> is, is, is another way to put it. Uh, sorry, Kim. Uh, move on. Uh, my assistant's name's Kim, by the way. I just it totally insulted her. She's oh she's leaving. Oh, no, I'm sorry. She's leaving. She's gone. Oh, Thanks. A lot. Don't worry. Send a million dollars. It'll go to her. Uh, I promise. Wow. Um, it'll make her feel better. But no, I, I my mother is still around, and she likes to cheat my. Oh, uh, that sounds mm. disgusting. She likes to kimchi my kimchi for of me course. because okay. I'm a good son. Uh, I'm the number one son. Uh, if I was any Ooh. other son, she would never do that. She doesn't do it for my younger brother, in
1: fact. I can't tell if you're joking, but either way, I'm fine with it. It's, uh, I'm like, yeah, that's yeah, that's real, for sure. Yeah, that definitely mm. happens. Absolutely.
2: And I just want to be, I'm trying to be, um, as Eric encouraged me to be, more vulnerable episode by episode. So I just want to share that one time I was by the side of a river, and me and River walked into Whiskey A Go-Go, I believe the club was, on Hollywood Sunset Boulevard, and... um I headed out early that night, and I always regret it to this day. That river was River Phoenix. Damn. Hollywood royalty. 100 points to Paul for making
0: me emotional. That's why you're actually the, the, the touching billionaire. Oh, That's what, what you are. Shut up. You're still a man what? of the people. Yeah, you are a man of the people. Sharing a, a Hollywood River yeah. Phoenix story for the masses. It's like of the people is what I'm saying.
2: Yeah. And I had to cast my line all the way back to the 90s for that.
1: This must be like watching an interview on Bloomberg, just hearing two billionaires (laughs) talk to each other. This is it. This is real. We didn't explore the fact that Paul must be a billionaire for keeping up with what's happening here and dictating it, telling us what to do. Well,
2: Eric, if you listen closely, Paul at some point said he is up there in B.C. B.C., of course, is short for Billionaires Cocaine.
0: (laughs) Yes, yes. That's yes. that's why I'm up here. Uh, and this is Quark where crack? all the ducks are. And the Kevlar. We grow Kevlar here in the mountains. Oh, that's how you got rich. Um, right. Kevlar, the Kevlar farms. Yep. Selling Kevlar to uh, ducks. Uh, you, know what by, <laughs> you know what we mean by ducks now, so I don't have to yeah. say it.
1: BC, 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 British Columbia Billionaires
0: Club Bay Kevlar, but it's with a C instead of a K. Yes. In the 90s, it was BC Bud. That's what we're known for. And, and now it's like BC Ducks. <laughs> quack quack. <laughs>
2: Quack, quack. Eric, what is Paul's score at the end of two rounds?
1: Uh, We're with another hundred points. You're up to 379, Paul. Congratulations. Thank you, but not surprised. Hey, it's Eric. I'm being a little uh, sneaky goblin, just hanging out underneath the stairs and uh, telling you about the podcast. I hope you like this little stop because I'm a little goblin butler guy. Hello. I don't know if you knew, but we have a Patreon here at patreon.com, TMAIPod, where everyone can become a junior audio butler and get your own little broom hung up here in the pantry. Support this wonderful independent podcast and give more money to billionaires, who certainly don't spend it on having warring social media websites, uh, the then they'll fight and show how manly they are to each other shout out to our newest patron ethan i hope you're loving the ad free episodes and if you're like what ad free episodes join the patreon patreon.com slash pod. if you're looking for more wonderful podcasts we have plenty here and multitude you're really gonna like spirits spirits is a history and comedy podcast focused on everything folklore mythology and the occult told through the lens of feminism queerness and modern adulthood Every week, mythology buff Julia and her childhood best friend Amanda get together and learn about a different story from mythology and folklore over drinks. We're covering everything from Lord of the Rings to Wonder Woman to modern urban legends to a roundup of werewolf stories from around the world. They have over 300 episodes, so listen to any single one that might strike your fancy. Maybe the ones that have Eric Silver on them. Who could say? Well, whatever. They are pretty good episodes. Dive in at SpiritsPodcast.com or search for Spirits wherever you download your podcasts. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. Sometimes in life, we're faced with tough choices and the path forward isn't always clear. Maybe you think, oh, I'll just get a job doing a podcast for a billionaire. That'll be really good for my resume. I'm sure he has a lot of connections. And you have no idea that what's waiting for you is a series of of psychological experiments which is disguised as making a podcast for a billionaire. But you never know. If you don't talk to someone about it, and you only talk to the billionaire often during you the position, then you won't have the context to work through such tough situations. That is where therapy can help you. Whether you're dealing with decisions about career, relationships, or anything else, you gotta talk to someone. So, if you're thinking of starting therapy, you can give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire and get matched with a licensed therapist. And if you're not vibing with them, you can switch a therapist at any time for no additional charge. Let therapy be your map with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com TMAI today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash T-M-A-I. And now, back to the show.
2: Paul, one more bonus question before we move on to round three. Have you ever, I assume the answer is no, but I have to ask, have you ever oaky noodled? Uh, I probably have. Um, I don't know what that is, uh, but I'm, I'm, pretty, I'm pretty sure I've done it. Well, it's two things. One, it could be that you make ramen or something and it's just fine. Uh, the other version that I know as it relates to fishing is, I believe it's in the southern hemisphere of the U.S. People will go to bodies of water and they will jam their hand in a catfish hole wiggle their fingers uh, like little worms until a catfish clamps down on their forearm,
0: and then they yank out the whole catfish. That reminds me of when my assistant, sometimes I clog the toilet because I'm a billionaire and I eat <laughs> nice. really fine foods, and I I, they, I say, you need to unclog that. And they put their hand down there. I didn't know that was called noodling because he did bring out something quite large as well. Yeah. And I have to be honest, I would never do that, but I, I enjoyed sure. watching it uh, as I stood over him. And so I would enjoy watching, standing over people noodling in rivers. Um, Based on that story, I'm glad that
2: I just have gout from being so rich. But uh, (laughs) this is the king's disease, of course. That sounds uh, painful. I'm so sorry that you have to go through that. Or congratulations, depending on what's going on there. Um, A little both. I'll take both. Eric, why don't you go ahead
1: and uh, drop anchor into round three. It's like going over to someone else's house and you're like, actually, my parents aren't so bad. I'm, fine. I'm glad I work for Mr. <laughs> Rufi, actually. That's so bad. Uh, round three, question and answer. We have some follow-up questions for you, Mr. Bay, and there will be the gotcha questions that, of course, the media has always trying to get you about, you know, New York Times, that terrible rag. Uh, so just answer as many as you can. Excellent.
2: Paul, you ready for a few questions? Always. Okay. Number one, what's the largest fish you've ever hooked
0: or... What is the wildest thing that's ever happened to you while fly fishing? The wildest thing that ever happened to me, I think I've shared this before. I was in Northern California, Smith River Valley, March of 2000, I was by myself. I had the, the ranger told me I was the only one there. And I was so happy to find this pullout where I could, I found a trail. I eyed a trail that could go all the way down to the river. I started walking. No one knew I was there. It was post-divorce. Everyone knew, like, just leave Paul alone. He's not in a good mood. So I was still walking down, and all of a sudden, a black bear came up, and it was right in front of me. And the first thought that came to my mind was, I should have told somebody yeah. where I was <laughs> going. <laughs> and I, I, all these scenarios went through my head. I remember thinking, you know those guys, you think a body was found here no one knows where it is? I'm like, I'm about to become that. I even started thinking, did my, where's my car? Because can they link the BC license plate Uh, to my body or am I too far away? Will they link that to somebody else? And will someone, you know, all these things went through my head. I kept thinking, my poor mother, I hope they leave somebody to recognize me. Will the bear eat all of me? As I'm doing that, the bear is approaching me. So I turned to the side, there's a bush and I inexplicably grabbed a bunch of leaves and I started eating them. And I started chewing them to show I'm not a threat. I'm just here snacking. And so the bear turned around and left me alone and just ignored me, went down towards the river. I hightailed it out of there. When I got to the car, I started laughing because I I remembered that in my panic, I had somehow accessed a memory of watching a National Geographic special on silverback gorillas. And that guy, that researcher, ate leaves to show the gorillas he was not a threat. And in my panic, I mistook bears for silverback gorillas. (laughs) So I started laughing and I kept laughing all night, even later on when I had diarrhea because of eating (laughs) those
2: leaves.
0: (laughs) Paul, one that's incredible. Two I have
2: to assume the the bear saw you eating poisonous leaves and was like, this guy's insane. I'm fucking out of here. Yeah. Yeah. And three, how incredible to access like a deep seated memory in a moment of panic and adrenaline and uh, life or death.
0: That's that is wild. That's. One of the best stories I've ever heard. I want to see an action movie where an action character sort of like me uh, accesses the wrong memory for these situations. So (laughs) to get out of trouble and somehow still gets out of trouble, Uh even though he's dumb. Uh, Yeah. So I found uh, out in a moment of panic, I'm pretty good in emergencies, uh, Mm -hmm. but not great because I'll somehow get out, but for the wrong reasons. How close was the bear to you? Uh, From me to the bear... Ten feet. Oh, it, was, it was like from my shoes to the rim of a basketball hoop. Right. That's how it was really close. I could smell it. That's oh why I thought God. I was gonna. Because I've run into bears all the time. They're never scary, but this one was huge. Yeah. And I thought I've never been that close to a bear. And I thought, well, I've I've accidentally cornered it. So it's gonna attack. That's what I've heard. If you surprise a bear, they'll attack you. Mm-hmm. And I accidentally surprised this bear. And uh, it let me go because it thought, well, you don't want to mess with this Korean guy. This guy's badass. <laughs> eating leaves, <laughs> taking eating leaves, taking names. That's what I heard probably has co this guy Kims his own sheep <laughs> yeah that's what I've heard <laughs> and
2: and Paul I have to mention this just because um while you're telling the story I popped onto your Wikipedia page and it seems like this story from you said 2000 uh it looks like you wrote and adapted this uh hired Elizabeth Banks to direct it and it is now
0: the peacock movie from 2023 cocaine bear so they they embellished it uh because uh, you know in, in real life the co- okay. that bear did not have access to my cocaine bag Or my Kevlar boat, Uh, but you know, Elizabeth. I told her Liz. I told her the story. Uh, She said, "Paul, that's brilliant. Uh, You have cheated, my Kim." Uh, immeasurably uh, during this pitch session and I'm like that, that was a pitch oh, session I didn't even know I do this all day wow. I, I take names
2: that's what I do that is beautiful and I heard that Elizabeth's last name was Williams uh, but you two spent so much time on the banks of the river that you um, offered her Elizabeth Banks yeah she monitor, wanted she wanted some
0: plume. for some reason take Bay as her last name and I said no that's you could take B-A <laughs> the rest you gotta take from some take it from the banks there here I said because when you do this wow. story you're gonna make bank you're gonna make your last name yes and she did she did and I didn't even want any of the money. I didn't even want any of it. That's, that's, that's how, that's the kind of guy I am. That is beautiful. Um, Paul,
2: question number two. Do you have a fishing hat that says something like, fish fear me, women want me, men don't look me in the eyes because I'm asserting dominance like a bear? Uh, topical. If not,
0: what do you want yours to say? Um, I, I don't like the idea of hats. When I'm fishing, because those mm-hmm. are people who are fearful of the sun. I'm not scared of anything. I want the sun to wear a hat. Yes. When I'm around, that's wow. that's the way it works for me.
1: I can see why you attracted the bear. Your face must have been cooking, <laughs> and that with the smell brought the bear like, there. Yeah.
0: I, I smell kimchi chicken. what is a smell! a whole forest smell, like cooking kimchi. The bear's like, "What
1: is this incredible smell? <laughs> yeah, yeah. I gotta figure it out."
2: I also typed in the hatless man who scares the sun, and was uh, directed immediately to Four Chan. <laughs> Yeah, the hatless man and
1: sledder man. They hang out. <laughs> They're pros. They're long- yeah, long-time pros.
2: Friends for life. Yep. Friends for yep. life. Uh, Paul, one last question for round three. What's your secret spot for fishing? And I promise I won't tell anyone. Uh, you know that river? There's
0: a movie called A River Runs Through It. Yeah. I've In Montana? That uh-huh. river. Whatever okay. it's called. Right, the one over the stones with the voice of God under the rocks. Uh, yes, Paul, don't one. worry. I shut off all
1: the recording equipment. Where's where's the spot you you can go to? Don't worry. It's
0: okay. it's it's it's, it's uh, in Squamish, uh, mm-hmm. little town north of here, and you you hang a right at the Taco Bell, <laughs> and you keep going until you see uh, a bunch of Kevlar canoes strung up as a warning to not trespass. You could try to trespass if you want, but uh, you're in for a real surprise if you try to go to my secret spot. That's all I'm saying. And
2: I got to be honest. Anytime I try to eat Taco Bell, it makes me a little bit Squamish, so um, I'm with you. I'm with you. Stay away from that place. Uh, Keep away um, dogs on property. Yep. Yes. Um, For a bonus question for round three, Paul, can you guess within five, how many times we've mentioned cocaine in this episode?
0: Four was that too fast sorry i just i just did a bump while i was laughing to calm me down i I do coke to calm me down that's what that's of course well it is
2: a relaxant um famously paul for questions number two and three we're going to give you 100 points but for question one which is what's the wildest thing that's ever happened to you all fishing and you told us your bear story i'm rewarding for the first time ever ten thousand points That is fantastic. Truly the best story I've ever heard. Thank you. And I feel like I now walk away knowing something in terms of if a gorilla or bear ever corner me, I should just eat leaves. Now, if there are no leaves around, I don't know what to do. I'll access some memory where I'm flashback to an episode of Full House and be like, kindness is key. And I'll sure I'll get torn limb from limb, but uh, hopefully there's leaves around.
0: Well, here's what you do, uh, Uh, Adol. If there's no leaves around, you just light a cigarette and you say, you ask very coolly. I hope you like being noodled (laughs) and hopefully they speak English.
1: Well, you did say earlier that the bear knew you were Korean, so it can see race. So it might. It's possible. (laughs) Well,
2: I hope the bears don't like Middle Eastern is all I have to say. Uh, let's go ahead. We're going to pull up anchor. We're going to make our final attempts at catching some fish all the way over here in round four. Eric, will you please, um, go ahead and bring out the wheel? I've instructed my manservant to prepare a few wacky mini games here, Paul, to test your intellectual and creative metal. Eric, what do we have today on the wheel of extraordinary challenges? Absolutely. Let me spin it. Oh, that was Roger Rabbit again. I think we need to, um, I need to tighten his
1: cage. <laughs> oh, you put a muzzle on on uh, Roger Rabbit so he's not saying anything. Yeah.
2: Yeah, I think he's Roger Rabbit. Oh.
1: <laughs> well, yeah, we better watch out. All the way back to the 80s for that one. That's good. We are you cast that one all the way back. Paul, you have 10,479 points and we're going to go to our next round. This mini game is called Water Up to Our Shins, not looking at each other. It's a great time to talk fantastic. Paul, there's a reason that guys create strong relationships while on the couch watching something or playing video games, working next to each other or going fishing. Psychologically, it's more comfortable to talk side by side. It's a real thing. As a sociologist, Harry Broad said that the side-by-side shoulder orientation is a way for men to seek intimacy. Uh, numerous studies have established that men are more likely to define emotional closeness as working or playing side by side instead of women who you like to uh, talk to each other face-to-face. Because of this, and I have a, this is real, I have an article for Psychology Today and everything. Um, Paul, you're going to be dropped into scenarios where you and your fly fishing buddies will need to talk something out. Adol and I will be playing those guys, we're going to alternate, uh, and I'm going to put 90 seconds on the clock for each one, and you'll be given points depending on how well you resolve the situation in a short amount of time. And we're, I'm with my fishing buddies. We're just standing side by side. Yes. Correct. And we're going to bring you problems, and then you're going to have to resolve this issue by 90 90 seconds. For example, I could be like, so he's like... Hey Paul, do you think I'm a good person? <laughs> and then you have 90 seconds to resolve that particular issue. Gotcha. And you're like, yeah, dude, no matter what, it's fine. Yeah, gotcha. whatever it means. Gotcha. To
2: you. Okay. And I'm gonna and I'm gonna guesstimate, Eric, based on the amount of devil's dandruff uh, that we've been shooting up our nose, the amount of nose slopes that we've hit this winter, <laughs> I'm gonna guess you can take that 90 second clock all the way down to 15. You have up to 90 seconds to resolve Perfect. this issue. Excellent. So, Paul, this first scenario is a friend of yours who was just broken up with. He's put on a strong face the entire time you've been fishing, but really breaks down only after like three hours of fishing. Hey, Paul, um, I've been putting on a strong face the whole time we've been out here, but um, <laughs> I know it's been like three hours uh, fishing and stuff, but I, I, am,
0: I was broken up with this morning. Um, sorry, man. Okay, first of all, um, this is not the place to be shedding tears. Uh, when we're fishing you just scared oh you yeah. just scared away the fish i told you i told oh, remember shit. the number one rules don't talk to me don't number two mm, rules don't yeah. talk to anyone and the number three yes. rules don't cry Uh, so you you just broke all three rules right now. I broke all three rules! But it's okay, don't cry again, again, you know, it's it's all right. But since we're standing side by side, as friends do, uh, because I've read a lot of psychological reports that say this is actually conducive to figuring out problems and stuff like that and bonding. (laughs) Uh, a a friend told me this, uh, no, no, a friend didn't tell me that, I actually read it. I I might have written the paper myself. Um, but we're standing side by side here. See that sunset? Right in front of us, see that sunset? yeah, it seems to be retreating from you. Yeah, it's, it's, Did you threaten the sun? No, it just knew I'm here, right? But it does this every day. You think, it's not really scared of me. It's yeah. just something it does every day. Huh. The sun ends but comes back. What just happened to you is a sunset on your love. The sun has set, oh. but it's, it's going to hurt right now. That's why you shouldn't cry. And also you're going to scare away yeah. the fish. But you'll be fine tomorrow, as long as you make it to tomorrow. But if you keep talking, you won't. Yeah.
2: Wow, Paul... Scare away the fish. And you said earlier there's plenty of them in the sea, but we're in a river. I think I get it. Yeah. Touch.
1: <laughs> 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 <scene.
2: laughs> All right. <laughs>
1: <laughs> hey, oh, Paul, my, you're doing so great with your fishing and everything and your billions and everything. I'm just, um, man, I wish I could be successful like you. Uh, do you have, like, twi- I got this idea for, like, a 7-Eleven, but it's faster, so it's, like, only 311. Uh, 11 I just need $20,000 to get it
0: off the ground, and I could really use your help. Yeah, first of all, thank you for taking the hook in your head for me uh, 20 minutes ago. Uh, that was really Ow. sweet of you. <laughs> and oh, yes, I, got, yeah, I held it here just in case. Yeah, but like, like I told you, that's just something you do. You can't ask for a favor out of just serving, just serving you the utility that you're supposed to be doing, okay? Now we're standing side by side. So remember the last time we stood side by side, it said, don't pee on my leg. But, you know... <laughs> Now that we're fishing... It was a great Cubs game, I loved it. I'm not <laughs> used to those kinds of toilets. They're like troughs, I don't get it. I don't understand. So right in front of us, you could think of this lake as this huge trough that we don't pee in, right? Sure, we are yeah. We are yelling our wishes into this. So instead of yelling it at me, I think it's, you know, you have a dream for a 7-Eleven or you know, it's th- that's how dreams are. You could yell it at the lake and maybe someone else will catch it, right? As I told oh. another friend of mine, uh, you see that sun setting? Oh yeah, I see it. <laughs> Oh, no, th- thanks. Hey, Mark Cuban, do you
1: want to <laughs> invest in my 311? Don't bother the billionaires, please. Okay, see.
2: <laughs> okay, next scenario. Hey, Paul. Um. Hey, man, I just want to say thank you again for your birthday present. You got me um a fidget spinner. Uh, honestly, I can't even fake it. That was kind of a shitty present, uh, five months ago. (laughs) Um, sorry to bring it up now, but it's the only
0: time that we really hang out. Uh... Yeah, here's the thing, uh, and I wish you didn't throw it away, because inside that, that was a Kevlar fidget spinner, and inside that, it was a million dollars worth of cocaine? That, I thought you... When I gave it to you, remember I said, Happy birthday, quack quack? Yeah. You gotta talk to my friend Adel. Like, you don't understand because you're not a billionaire. But just remember this moment. I'm going to do a podcast soon. I want you to listen to that oh. podcast and yeah. and try not to hurt yourself afterwards. Just call me after.
2: Okay. I got to go find that fidget spinner.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I'm imagining spinning it and like white powder comes off the fidget spinner. Yeah, just what
1: someone on Coke needs, a fidget <laughs> spinner. <laughs> it's like, I need something to do with my hands. What can I do? What can I do? All right. scene. <laughs> All right. Hey, Paul. Um, You know, we've been out here for a while and I've been thinking. I've been doing a lot of thinking. Do you think God
0: exists? <sighs> well, here's what God told me. And seeing, no. <laughs> <laughs> That's fine. It's good. It's good.
1: Here's the la-
2: Paul. Here's the last scenario. Yeah. Hey, Paul. Hey, Paul. Um, Kyle and I were talking, and we wanted to know which of us
1: is your best friend. Yeah. I mean, you know, we've been we've known each other for a while, and like we were talking, and it's just like. You know, Matt, I know Matt, like, has known you for longer, but I feel like I've known you for deeper. So, like, do you like Matt? Do you like Kyle? Who do you like more? Who do you like more? Well,
0: you like more? whenever you ask someone that, you always have to ask yourself, what What have I done for him? Uh, in this specific instance, uh, uh-huh. Matt, you took seven hooks to the head. <laughs> Kyle, you took 13. Um, in fact, you took some of Matt's hooks and put it in your own head. Uh, it would have been tied. So, I, I think... Uh, whoever I said second, Matt or Kyle, I can't remember your names. Are uh, you people who just walked up to me. <laughs> sorry, I'm, a, I hired I'm an assistant. a bear.
1: I only see a little bit of race. I don't see a lot of race. I can't <laughs> tell the difference between Matt and Kyle. I, I'm, I'm sorry. <laughs> wow. The bears are getting more progressive. Wow. Yes. They see you for who you are. It's, it's, they're taking a step forward. They're, those DEI classes in the forest <laughs> are really working out. I knew that was a perfect investment, Mr. Rafai. <laughs>
2: yes, Absolutely. Uh, Let's go ahead. We'll score this round. I'm gonna say 100 points. Hell yes. It would have been another 10,000 if we got to hear what God told Paul.
1: (laughs) So Eric, after round four, what is Paul's point total? Paul, you have 10,579 points. That's what
0: I spend in a day. That sounds great.
1: (laughs) You're like a sports player. You're like, hey, I'm here not to get fined. (laughs) Yeah, it's fine. We're playing ball. (laughs) <laughs> I've been here, uh, touchdowns, baskets, you know, whatever. It's fine. 10,000, whatever. Uh, it's fine. That is, that is impressive. That
2: is chum change to me, but that's very impressive. Um, I would say spend more. And, Paul, I want to thank you so much. Um,
1: oh, you know, miss. we We've had a wonderful I, time having you.
2: Oh, yes. We have the one. Yeah. We
1: have the...
2: Ah, yes, that's right. For a final bonus point, Paul, you will answer this random trivia question about the world's most perfect film, Greece. In 2019, Dame Olivia Newton-John, did you know Aussies could be damed, auctioned the leather jacket she wore in the finale for $243,200 to benefit her cancer research charity. Now I feel bad about the joke. What did the anonymous (laughs) winner do with the jacket?
0: Uh, Tom, or as you call him, Tom Cruise, he told me uh, he gave it to John, who you called John Travolta, because he didn't want to... He felt unseemly for him to to do the auction himself. So Tom stepped in. Uh, That's my understanding. That's just bros talking. Um, And he gave it to John. Paul, that gossip that you just
2: repeated back to me is eerily close to the correct answer, which is the anonymous winner returned the jacket to Olivia Newton-John, which basically... I mean, let's face it, John Travolta and Olivia Newton-John are basically the same person. I mean, Sandy and Danny go together like a twist cone. So
1: we are going to give you half points for that uh, near correct answer. Do we have proof that the anonymous winner wasn't Tom Cruise? I think it could be. It had to have been. It had to have been. I know it was. Um, Wonderful. And then we'll add one more point, one more bonus point. Incredible.
2: (laughs) Paul, thank you so much for coming on. We are going to take a look at the high scoreboard, but before we do, Oh, I always hate this part. I have to ask you for, for imbibing in my adult powder. For bacon with my sugar, if you catch my drift, I do need to charge you 6,000 points. So if you don't mind forking that over here.
0: Well, that's, that's nothing to me. Just take it. Okay. <laughs> uh, <laughs> let, me, take let me slide it towards. over the table.
2: Oh, thank you so much. And uh, I do also have to take away one additional point, but just one because this entire episode, Paul, I was myself... Fishing for compliments. Mm. I don't know if I ever heard one. Uh, I'm a little hurt. But hey, we're all billionaires, quack, quack. And um, you know what? I should be confident enough to not search out approval from a man who scares the sun.
0: Although, if you think about it, I, I treated you as a peer, a fellow billionaire, and without questioning, because just two years ago when I saw you, you were not a billionaire, and all it took was a, 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 a one quick question and a leap of trust in your manservant's information. And I didn't even doubt it. My that God. in itself... You could think of it as a compliment. What greater compliment from a fisherman than to be
2: treated like a peer? (laughs) Add the point back on that I took away. And a bonus point, because Paul has made me see that I... I was too pig-headed to realize he was complimenting me the whole time.
1: Wow, Kim. He's really impressive. Oh, Kim's back. Oh, Yes. No, Kim's staying. <laughs> Kim won't come on the mic, but uh, i had, we were talking. We're, I'm really
0: impressed. Kim said that's what peers are for. Fishing with and standing and fishing on. Mm. I will be your peer any day. You can stand on me, Daddy. Let's go ahead and take a look at the final scoreboard and
1: where Paul fits in. Incredible. Paul, you ended up with 4,581 points. Congratulations. If we look at the final scoreboard, that puts you in third. Number one, yes. <laughs> yes, exactly. Number one. Uh, For number three, you are now uh, right in the middle, nestled in our top five, ahead of Jenna Steber who talked about survival horror games, Corinne Caputo who talked about plants, and now Paul Bay talking about fly fishing, Dr. Moya McTeer talking about exoplanets, and still our number one spot with 5,531 points, Kristen Mercurio talking about Minecraft, a, a, a gentleman's. Some might say a gentleman's first. That's
0: fantastic. I, I heard the first part. That's fantastic. Uh, to being first, I'm honored. Thank you for having me. To so I can be first. <laughs> Thank you so much for being here, Paul. Before you go, is there anything
2: you would like to plug?
0: I would just like to plug. Uh, so please support the WGA, uh, strike right now. Yes. Uh, it is, it, we are striking for our livelihoods. And if you want to just look it up, the AMPTP are playing hardball. Uh, just look it up and, uh, please show your support any way you can by retweeting, uh, re is it called resocializing when you social media, re- what the other ones do? <laughs> Whatever. resocialize socialize them. Bring,
1: bring the idea back into society. So we yeah. can,
0: after it's been out there living like, like a wolf. Yeah. I dig yeah, it. Yeah. Give us a shout out. Uh, give them a shout out. And, uh, yeah, that, that's that's it. And when we come back, uh, when this is all over, uh, consume as much as you can so we get paid. Love that. Paul cannot love that
2: enough. Support WGA. We
1: are recording this. We are recording this a fair bit ahead of time, but I'm sure the strike is still going on because the writers are holding the AMPTP to the absolute fire, getting exactly what they deserve. Beautiful. Paul, you plugged your projects. I'm going to plug my nose. But before I do,
2: <laughs> I just want to say that's all for this episode of Tell Me About It, Quack Quack. Tune in next week for more 90s references cocaine and bears who leave (laughs) say goodbye eric (laughs) quack quack